0: Welcome back to Sister Alley Katz Tea, where we talk about all things church-related. And my name is Allison C. Holt, your host. And today we are going to continue our series called The Inside Source. My Gotham Zion. In this series, I am telling my testimony of my... Uh, trial and my tribulations dealing with or being fought by witchcraft by those hear me by those in authority now in the previous episodes I began to tell my personal testimony God finally released me to tell my story publicly Listen, I've always wanted to tell my story, but it was not the right time. And God has finally given me the go ahead to tell my testimony publicly. Now, I did this in the form of answering questions such as I found out I was being fought with witchcraft. How did I know I was being fought with witchcraft? How did I know witchcraft was being used against me? What opened my blinded eyes to the whole situation? Listen, you have to go back to the previous episodes to hear the answers to these questions. The questions may sound redundant, but listen to me. When you go back and listen to the answers to these questions, then you will fully understand um, why the questions are worded as so. Now... What did I do after I had my light bulb, my prodigal son moment? Well, listen, my testimony is to uncover the devil and his devices. It is to encourage someone to fight for the promises of God. Jesus said he came that we should have life and have that more abundantly. You can find that in John 10, 10 clause B. However, Just like the children of Israel and the promised land, warfare must take place. Now, I have a disclaimer for you on today. This is my story. I have no eloquent words for you, no eloquent speech. I just have scriptures to back me up in what I have to say concerning my testimony. Now, listen. As we get into this podcast, I want you to know that when I had my prodigal son moment, I knew that I had to fight back. To fight back, I knew. Or I would have to succumb to the devices of the enemy. Anyway, I started fasting, praying, and most importantly, I started learning about the spiritual realm and the kingdom of darkness. I sought out knowledge. And I searched for it. Listen, I searched the scriptures. I I began to search through um, videos. And I began to search through books as well. And on today, we are going to talk about some of the books that I used to uh, gain my freedom, to give me strength, to encourage me to lead and guide me, to show me the way, books that help me to learn about the spiritual realm and the kingdom of darkness, the devices of the enemy. And listen, when I talk about these books, you know, some of these books I am in the process of reading right now, Why? Because they are, why are they on this list? Because they are too good to leave off the list, even though I am in the process of reading them. So another disclaimer, you will hear quotes from these books. So I put a little snippet of information uh, out of the books. So you can get an idea and if you're interested, you can go out and purchase the books on your own accord. Now, of course, the very number one book is the Holy Bible. It is the most important and the most relevant tool, a weapon that you will need in spiritual warfare in learning about the realm of the spirit, learning about God. The Holy Bible is your number one book to pick up. Now, a snippet of what I learned during my um, time of need, uh, during my affliction. God says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but he delivered us out of them all. So one scripture in particular that I want to highlight uh, that um, came across my desk, if you will, in my time of affliction. And it is Matthew 18 21 through 22. Peter asked Jesus, How often shall my brother, which is any fellow or any man, sin against me and I have to forgive him? Till seven times? So Peter is asking Jesus, When someone sins against me, calls me hurt, offends me, do wrong, do wickedness against me, how many times am I supposed to forgive that individual? And Peter says, seven times? Well, guess what Jesus said? Jesus said unto Peter, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven which is 490. Listen, Jesus is not cutting any corners. Yeah, seven times. No, you have to continue to forgive the individual. And listen, let me tell you uh, when reading the scripture, you may think Peter said, How often shall my brother of sin against me? And you may say, Oh, it's the scripture is talking about. A fellow believer, but listen. When you look up, brother, it tells us that it's any fellow, or in the Greek, I should say, it tells us that it's any fellow or any man. That means it's anybody, someone that's passing you on the street corner that sins against you offend you or do wickedness against you jesus said you have to forgive them and i use this scripture because you may say what are you saying to us allison are you saying that these individuals are are, are working witchcraft against you and you have not done anything in the legal aspect you they are doing harm to you physically physical harm to you and you are not doing anything in the legal aspect well let me tell you this is one scripture that um how how should i say it that has um i don't want to say hinder but that has um kept me away from doing or for proceeding legally Hear me clearly. Hear me clearly. Because there is evidence. There are names. Oh, yeah. All of that. And I don't want to get too deep into that. But, yeah, it, there is all of that in my possession. However, the Bible is telling me, and God himself is telling me something different different or leading me in a different direction. Yes, it is hard. Listen, I am human. I am wrapped up in human flesh. And yes, I have emotions. I have feelings. Yes, all of that. But the Bible tells me if I want to be a true Christian, a true Person after God's heart. If I want to be or have the mind of Jesus, the Bible tells us to have this mind in us, which is the mind of Christ. If I want to be a servant, if I want to humble myself just as Jesus did, Jesus did it unto death on the cross. He humbled himself, He was God. He came down on this earth in the likeness of sinful flesh. He humbled himself. He became a servant even unto death on the cross. The Bible tells us cursed is the man that hangs on the cross or hangs on the tree. Death on the tree. My God from Zion. And if I want to have the mind of Christ, he's telling me here in Matthew 18 that I have to forgive. that I have to forgive and it's not only my fellow saints, my fellow believers, but it is the the one that is working wickedness against me. I have to forgive them. I have to forgive them and we can go to other scriptures where and in, in, in the book of Matthew say, if, if I don't forgive, my father is not going to forgive me. Therefore, I must forgive. Let me tell you, it is not easy. It is not easy to forgive someone that you know without a shadow of a doubt that's working evil against you and doing it constantly on a daily basis. That's hard. But God gives strength. The first book is the book of the Bible. My God from Zion. Let's go on. The second book I want to talk about is the book called Pigs in the Parlor, written by Frank and Adam A. Hammond. And I don't know if you know of this book, but it's called Pigs in the Parlor. And just to give you an excerpt from the book, you know, the book talks about we should always consider indwelling demons as unnecessary and undesirable trespassers. It talks about spirits and how they enter in to human beings. And they are considered trespassers. Trespassers can continue their unlawful practices until they are confronted and challenged on the basis of one's legal right listen or in other words do they have a legal right an invitation to indwell that individual listen the devil cannot indwell us Unless we open doors, giving him a legal right to be there. And how do we open doors? We do uh, things that are contrary to the word of God. We, for instance, worship idols or uh, we do drugs or alcohol or, you know, things of that nature. I don't want to get into a list, but doing things that are contrary to the word of God, open doors. uh, Witchcraft, working witchcraft, open doors for the devil to come in. It gives him a legal right. Even generational, our ancestors, if they did evil and wickedness in the sight of the Lord, it opened doors to come down through from one generation to the next. The Bible talks about to the third and the fourth generation. These are open doors. These are legal rights that the enemy has to trespass and indwell an individual. That's Pigs in the Parlor by Frank and Adam A. Hammer. Knowledge is there. This book gives knowledge of the devices of the devil third book prayers that route demons john eckhart many many may know of john eckhart but listen this is a book that has brought me through on many occasions when the devil thought he had me as the old saints saints say the devil thought he had me but i got away listen prayers that ride, route demons is no joke. Listen, do not it tells us, do not engage the enemy with unconfessed sin in our lives. You must operate in righteousness. Righteousness gives us confidence. Righteousness gives us boldness. Righteousness is the scepter of the kingdom of God. and you can find that in Hebrew. 1 and 8, the righteous are as bold as a lion. You can find that in Proverbs 28 and 1. Listen, we can't engage the enemy if we have sin in our life. Listen, because the devil is going to laugh at us. The devil is going to say, you are part of my kingdom. Uh, How can you come up against me and you have sin in your life? And no doubt he will probably send some demons to teach us a lesson. That's the way I see it in my head. Yes, coming up against we got to and when we do engage the enemy, we have to be righteous. And we have to confess our sins before Jesus Christ before we engage the enemy that's prayers that routes demons listen get this book i'm telling you it will be a blessing to your soul and your spirit a powerful tool in your arsenal in spiritual warfare in 2023. Listen, the book number four is The Rules of Engagement by Cindy Trim. Listen, we already talked about the prayer that she has in the book Rules of Engagement, that uh, Rules of Engagement prayer, that mighty prayer that I prayed on a continuous basis. I prayed that prayer twice a day. Listen to me. I prayed it twice a day. I prayed it in the morning and I prayed it in the evening and I also sometimes now I will pick up that book and pray that prayer. But listen, as I said before, that the the words or the the prayer points will get in your spirit if you pray and read it every day. And also, I want to add on to what I said about uh, reading prayers. Listen, and I I said in the previous episodes that i am for reading prayers that are spirit that are godly prayers that are reading those prayers because the prayer points get in your spirit and eventually you will be able to pray the prayer uh or the or, or the prayer points that you need for your life will get into your spirit and you will be able to say them without even looking at the prayer now listen another reason that i pray or read those prayers, because listen, I read the prayers out, but honey, let me tell you why, because I wanted to bring this point out. I didn't mention it before. I read those prayers. Why? Because I was in such a state that uh, praying myself, I had no words. Let's put it like that. I had no words to pray because the warfare was so, so strong against me that I had no words to pray. Therefore, I said, listen, I got to pray some kind of way. And if I got to read every word from this prayer, I will read it day and I will read it night because I am determined to pray unto my Father. I am determined that to get a prayer through. If I am in such a state of mind that I can't say anything, I don't have anything to say, pick up a written prayer is what I advise you. Pick up a, a, a godly, a biblical written prayer and read it because there are times when and just using it as an example people are in such a state of depression or such a state of downfall and such a state of oppression that there is nothing to come out of the man but pick up a prayer that's written down and if you got to read it every hour on the hour. Read that prayer. Why? Because God hears you regardless if you're reading it. And eventually it will get in your spirit. It will get in your heart. It will get into your soul. And when you do have strength, when you're out of that state of depression, when you're not being oppressed Those words will be on the inside of you and you can say it uh, with strength. You can say it with boldness. You can say it with courage. But you got to get it in your system first. You got to get it in your spirit. You got to get it in your heart. You got to get it in your mind. Just like you read the Bible. It is no different. We read the Bible and we get those scriptures in our our heart, our soul, and our spirit, and we can quote them off just like that. It's the same thing. My God from Zion. The Rules of Engagement by Cindy Trim. There are two kingdoms mentioned in the Bible. The line on the battlefield has been drawn between the kingdom of darkness, which is Satan and his cohorts. And the kingdom of light, which is Father God, the maker of the heavens and the earth, and his cohorts, his angels. Every individual must choose one side or the other. Listen, everybody has to choose a side. There is no middle middle place. Either you're going to be for the kingdom of darkness, or you're going to be for the kingdom of light. Either you're going to be for the devil or you're going to be for God the Father. You have to choose a side in a battle, in a warfare. You have to choose a side in anything that you do that, that's meaningful, that uh, uh, has something to do with your destiny, that has something to do with your life. You have to choose a side. Either it's going to be the good side, or either it's going to be the bad side. Listen, Satan and his cohorts, cohorts have the ability to oppress, possess and terrorize humanity. You have to choose a side. you can't. there is no limbo. The Rules of Engagement by Dr. Cindy Trim. You must choose. There is no limbo. Listen, book number five, A Divine Revelation of Hell by Mary Kay Baxter. Let me tell you, when I read this book, I was in amazement. I wanted to hear about what she saw in her vision, in her dream. I wanted to hear about what Jesus taught her about hell I wanted to hear what she had to say because listen that is one place I do not want to go after reading her book it may bring a little concern to you. I'm not gonna say fear because God has not given us the spirit of fear fear is a spirit and if you read this book and you have fear then that is the work of the devil Listen, I was concerned about my soul and I was concerned about the souls of my family members that have already passed on. I was concerned about the souls of my family members that are still here. I do not want to go to hell and I do not want anybody else to go to hell. Listen, I would not wish that on my worst enemy going to hell. I mean, even though they may go there on their own accord, I would not wish for them to go. Listen, listening to Mary Kay Baxter and what she saw, what she experienced, what she smelled, what she touched. Listen, it was very real to her. Jesus began to walk her through hell in her vision, in her dream. And listen, did you know that hell is made in the shape of a human body. According to Mary Kay Baxter, it is. She talks about the right arm, the left arm, the right leg, the left leg. She talks about the head. She talks about the torso. She even talks about the heart that's in hell that beats and as it beats it it exudes uh, a stench like no other. Listen, I'm telling you, I, I I believe what she talks about about hell and the stench and the pits of fire and the individuals burning in pits, uh, the the cells in hell. Yeah, I believe it i've never I've never experienced it I've never had a vision or a dream about hell but I believe what she talks about in this book is real listen from my experience I can I'm not gonna say I can but I have a high sense of smell and I believe that God has given me the ability to smell demons and I'll talk about that at a later date. <laughs> on the inside, or within the series, the inside source. We'll talk about that. The stench of demonic forces. Yes, we will. Now, book number six, 101 tactics for spiritual warfare by Jennifer LeClaire. Listen, this is, if you're new in this thing, if you're a novice in this thing, if you are just beginning to learn about God and His ways, if you're just beginning to learn about spiritual warfare, listen, this is a book for you to help you gain some knowledge. Listen, Jennifer tells us to speak the name of the Lord when we're in warfare. Bind the hand of the enemy. Loose God's warring angels, praise the Lord, worship Him, pray in the Spirit, which is praying in tongues, Plead the blood of Jesus, break word curses, even the curses that we speak out of our own mouth and we don't even realize that we're cursing ourselves. She said break those word curses, cast down imaginations when the enemy comes to our mind, speaks to our mind and tells us things that we know that we're not supposed to be thinking about. Cast those things down. That's what the Bible tells us. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. We pull down, we cast down imaginations. Yes, that's what the Word of God tells us to do. And she begins to talk about also the whole, putting on the whole armor of God. Listen, it's 101 tactics for spiritual warfare. And that was just a few that I just read for you. 101. She gives you 101 ways to fight up against the devil. Listen, that is a good book for those that are new in this warfare, let me tell you. Let's go on to book number seven, Issuing Divine Restraining Orders from the Courts of heaven by Dr. Francis Miles. Listen, this book is deep. Let me tell you. Let me read uh, an excerpt from this book. The first thing we must do to step into the courts of heaven is to get off the battlefield. What? What are you saying? We're on the battlefield and we're fighting the devil? But to enter in the courts of heaven, we have to get off the battlefield. Yes, we must recognize the need for legal precedence. I am warned, warned, warned. I am in spiritual warfare. I am fighting against the devil. Every tactic that I know, everything that I've learned, high and low, far and near. But nothing is happening according the word of God, according to the will of God. Well, this is telling me that I need to recognize the need for legal precedence. There's something something dealing with legalities going on in the spirit realm. And I need to enter into the courts of heaven. I need to uh, uh, address the judge. And who is the judge? That is God Almighty. Yes, Dr. Miles begins to say we are in conflict. Yes, we are. But it is a legal conflict. He begins to tell us that Jesus never pitches prayer in the battlefield context. However, he did put prayer in a courtroom or judicial set setting. My God from Zion, did you hear that? Jesus never pitches prayer in the battlefield context. He did, however, put prayer in a courtroom or judicial setting. And we can find that in Luke 18 verses one through eight. That is the story or the parable about the unjust judge and the widow that kept coming back to him. Kept coming back to him. Yeah, she wanted some satisfaction. But listen, this parable teaches the persistence in prayer. So, yes, we have to pray in the courtroom. We have to in the judicial setting, we have to go before the judge and make our petitions known before God. Listen, issuing divine restraining orders from the courts of heaven. Did you know that you can go to God and ask him for a restraining order against the devil? Did you know that? My God from Zion. If you didn't know and you would like to learn about it, you need to get this book by Dr. Francis Miles, Issuing Divine Restraining Orders from the Courts of Heaven. That's another book that I am in the midst of reading, as a matter of fact. Listen, book number eight Deliverance from Demonic Covenants and Curses by Reverend James Solomon let me give you that title again deliverance we want to be delivered from demonic curses and covenants by Reverend James Solomon listen let me read something from this book Dr. Solomon beginning to say a lot of people stumble through life without being able to fully tap into God's blessings. He say they stagger from problem to problem and they never achieve their full potential. Does that sound familiar to you? That sounds familiar to me. I'm going to read that again. A lot of people stumble through life without being able to fully tap into God's blessings they stagger from problem to problem and they never achieve their full potential listen at what he has to say reverend solomon in almost all these cases or all cases the cause of bondage is usually not their fault it's not it's not the individual's fault in most of these cases He says the source can be traced to curses inherited and passed down the family line from their ancestors. And most people are ignorant to this fight. Have you ever heard of generational curses? Well, that's what Dr. Solomon is saying. That's what he's talking about. It's not the individual's fault. Listen, the source can be traced back to their ancestors, their forefathers. Listen, I, you can, and I, I got some more to read here for you. And most, most people are ignorant to this fact. Listen, you can easily see a clear pattern. Listen to this. You can easily see a clear pattern in families. That suffer from inherited curses. I'm going to say that again. You can easily see a clear pattern. In families that suffer from inherited curses. Certain peculiar problems. Occur from generation to generation. Listen. And Christians are not exempt. From this curse you can be a believer but you're not exempt why because you have to break the curses just like anybody else listen listen clear patterns have you ever saw a pattern of and throughout generation to generation the the daddies go to jail then the kids go to jail in and out of jail, I should say. Daddy's in and out of jail. Then the, the children in and out of jail, and then their children are in and out of jail. That is a pattern. That's a generation of curse. Or, your aunties never got married. Your sisters never got married. Your cousins Never got married, <laughs> and then you look at the next generation below you, and all are married. That's a generation of curse, it hits a certain generations. The Bible says to the third and the fourth generation, so then the fifth generation, the curse didn't hit that generation, it's a pattern. Or have you seen where um, granddaddy had cancer, daddy had cancer, uncles had cancer, then come down to siblings having cancer? That's a generational curse. It's patterns, clear patterns. And I'm saying men, but this goes for women as well. Grandmama had cancer, mama had cancer, auntie had cancer, sister had cancer, cousin had cancer. Yes, it is a generational pattern. It's a curse coming down from generation to generation. And listen, you can say that for, that's why doctors ask you your history. Your history of cardiac your your heart history, uh, diabetes history, hypertension history. If you go to the eye doctor, which I just went to the eye doctor recently, they ask about hypertension history. They ask about uh, all these things, doctors. That's why doctors ask about these things. Anything wrong with your blood? Because it's generational generational curses. When you look at the spiritual implications, it's generational. It is a generational curse. Listen. If you want to know more about this, get this book. And and, and as an added bonus, there are prayer points, there are actual prayers in the back of this book that you can pray that will assist you in breaking these generational curses. You wonder why your life is such a mess and you've tried to do everything right in your life. You wonder why there's a consistent poverty in your family. Generational curses that need to be broken. Deliverance from demonic covenants and curses. Reverend James Solomon. I say again, Deliverance from Demonic Covenants and Curses by Reverend James Solomon. Get yourself a book and learn about these things. Why? Because most people, according to James Solomon, and I agree 100, I agree 100 percent, he says that most people are ignorant of this fact of what is actually going on in their lives, spiritually, is generational curses that need to be broken. Mm -hmm. Listen, book number nine, Overthrowing Evil Altars. This is another book that I am in the process of reading. Overthrowing Evil Altars by Pastor User, uh, I can't pronounce it. I'm going to spell it for you. N-D-E-K-W-U. Pastor U-Z-O-R-N-D-E-K-W-U. Listen, an excerpt from the book. An altar, because we're overthrowing evil altars. Listen at this. If you don't know what an altar is, an altar is a meeting place among spirits and between the physical and the spiritual worlds. In one word, an altar is a gateway. Hear me what the pastor is telling us. An altar is a gateway in the realm of the invisible. And you can read that in Genesis 28, 12 to 13 to get a under- biblical understanding. Genesis 28, 12 and 13. An altar is a meeting place among spirits and between the physical and the spiritual worlds. It is a gateway to the realm of the spirit. What makes an altar powerful is not its material content. It's not what you put on an altar that makes it powerful. What makes an altar powerful? It is the quality of the sacrifice that defines determines and confirms the spiritual connections between the raised altar and the heavenly rams listen we need to know about these evil altars that are erected against us when somebody builds an altar and prays at that altar against you listen they are talking to evil spirits and those evil and asking those evil spirits for or to do things against you or for things to hurt you. We need to know about these evil altars so that we can cast them down. We can render them impotent. In the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus Christ. We got to tear them down. We got to render them null and void. Every word spoken at an evil altar. Every evil priest. spoken. Speaking of ministering at an evil altar. We call them impotent. In the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Yes. These are the things that I learned. On my journey. While the devil trying to take me out. Yes. I searched out information. So I can fight against the enemy that was fighting against me. Yes, I did. Listen, book number 10, I only gave you 10 books. Book number 10 is God's promises for your every need. Listen, it is a small book. It is uh, a book of scriptures, put together by Thomas Nelson, the publisher Thomas Nelson. A lot of us have Bibles that were published by Thomas Nelson. Listen, the book is called God's Promises for Your Every Need. And let me tell you, this little book contains scripture promises of God to his people. It tells us, it answers questions or it gives us scriptures Uh, To let us know who is Jesus to us. What the Bible is to us. What to do when we have different emotions. What to do when we are struggling in the mind. What to do when we need spiritual assistance. What the Bible tells us about certain aspects uh, uh, in in life, I would say. uh, Truths from the Bible. It gives us scripture truths from the Bible. Uh, It tells us things that we need to do as being a believer. And it also gives us scriptures about God's plan of salvation. Listen, this is a tool. Listen to me. This is a tool that you need in your arsenal. Out of all these books, Other than the Holy Bible, I recommend strongly that you get the book God's Promises for Your Every Need. It is a uh, book of scriptures uh, composed or put together by Thomas Nelson Publishing. This, you can whip out this a book and you can learn scripture. And why do I say this is is a book that I recommend strongly? Because when you learn the scriptures, listen, the Bible tells us that the angels, and we talked about this in previous episodes, that the angels hearken unto the voice of God's word. Well, listen, if the angels are going to hearken to the word of God, this book is nothing but the Word of God, and you can carry this book. It's it's, it's a small, compact book. If you're a female, you can put it in your purse. If you're a male, you can put it in your briefcase, put it in your car, whatever the case may be, put it in your jacket pocket. Listen, this book can be carried with you everywhere. And when you need uh, some uh, comfort from the Word of God, or if you need some guidance from the Word of God, just whip out this book, turn to uh, the scripture or the page that you need to read concerning your situation. If you need assistance, spiritual assistance, if you need God to send his angels, listen, you just turn to that page and you uh, speak the scripture, because the angels, they hearken to the word of God. Speak the scripture out loud and let the angels uh, respond to the word of God. Yes, God's promises for your every need come, uh, put together by Thomas Nelson Publishing. I recommend this book. Out of these ten books, first the Holy Bible, of course, and then second, I recommend the Promises, God's promises for your every need, Amen and Amen. Now, I have a little bonus for you, and I am going to end the podcast for this evening. Listen, I begin to look through because we're this is the series of my testimony, the inside source, and I happen to be looking through some of my information when i was in the midst of uh, my calamity and this is dated back 11 22 of 2019 listen 11 22 of 2019 and i chose this little ex excerpt here Um, to read to you, I am reading the actual words that I wrote on 11-22 of 2019 when I was in the heat of the battle. Listen, a lot of people may wonder, well, why don't she pursue a legal, uh, (laughs) why don't she do some legal aspects? To help her in her situation. Why don't she do some legal things? Why aren't she pres- pursuing uh, legal matters or legal guidance or legal teaching or or what have you? This may help you answer the question or, or, or get an understanding of why and answer your question. This is dated back 1122. Of 2019. This is what I wrote on that day. And I'm just going to read it to you. Yesterday, I asked the Lord why I have to be quiet while going through all I am facing. And He told me. Because he said so. Which stopped me. Which stopped my questioning. However. Today. I asked. Basically the same. Question. You see I had a bad night. I am tired. Of being doshed With chemicals. It's. Especially since when I burp, the chemical taste returns from inside me. The devil is trying to kill me, literally. The Lord rendered the same answer. Because I said so. And there is nothing I can do with that. Listen, people, this is what I wrote 11-22 and 2019. And I'm assuming the Lord told me to be quiet. and i asked the lord why do i have to be quiet basically because i am the one that's been abused and the lord told me that he because he said so and at that point it stopped my questioning however i was back before the lord and I was basically asking the same question. Why? Because I had had a bad night. Because what the enemy does is they uh, douse chemicals uh, upon me and see back then, back in 2019, I didn't know that what they were uh, spraying on me or dousing on me is the word that I use was potions and um, dust and you know all this witchcraft stuff. I didn't understand. I didn't know that back in 2019 but I know it now and see when I read this I understand what was really going on back then. Now I understand and I wrote you know I'm tired of being doused with chemicals especially since when I burp the chemical taste returns from inside of my body. Of course, if you're breathing in chemicals, it's going to go into your lungs. It's going to go into your digestive system. And I was like, when I burp, I'm burping up chemicals. Well, what I'm actually burping up, now that I know, I was actually burping up uh, potions and, and incantations and divinations is actually what I was burping up my God from Zion. Hear me people. Hear me tonight. This is a part of my testimony. And I and I said that the devil is trying to kill me literally. He is literally trying to kill my physical body. This is the mindset that I had in 11, 2019. And I asked the Lord again because see, I had had a bad night. And I asked the Lord the same question again, and the Lord answered the same thing again, because I said so. And there was nothing that I could do with that. Listen, you may say, oh, that could have been the devil. But now that I'm on the other side of 2019, I am all the way down in 2023, And this makes sense to me. I understand what I was writing back then when I didn't understand back then what I was writing or the spiritual implications of what I was writing. But now in 2023, when I look back at what I was writing. Yeah, I see God. I see what he was. He was. I see it. Yes, I was being fought by witchcraft, but God was teaching me. He said, "I want you to uh, be quiet," and I wanted to know why He wanted me to be quiet. And He said, He didn't change any any uh, words with me. He basically said, "Because I said so." Because He wanted to work or work on the inside of me. He wanted to get me to a point where I am doing a podcast in twenty. 19, there is no way in heaven and earth that I will be doing a podcast. In 2019, there's no way in heaven and earth that I will be telling you my testimony. I will be telling you that I lost everything. Why? Because there was shame there, humiliation, hurt. Dealing with abandonment issues. Dealing with bitterness. Dealing with unforgiveness. Yeah. All of that was going on in 2019. But look at me today in 2023. I can tell that person that is dousing me (laughs) with chemicals or as I say here, as I read this, which I know is uh, potions and incantations and divinations, I can tell that individual, not the spirit that's on the inside, because I bind and cast the spirit on the inside of that individual back to the pits of hell, or the abyss, if you will. But the individual, the person, that fleshly man that has a soul My God from Zion, I I would not have been talking like this in 2019. But that individual has a soul and God does not want any man to perish. But that all come to repentance. And I desire to have the mind of Christ on the inside of me in order for me to have the mind of Christ. Christ loved everybody. even to the death on the cross. I'm going to say that until the day I die. That's what God did. That's what Jesus did for everybody, even that one that is possessed with demonic forces that are making them do incantations and divinations, that are making them douse me with chemicals and spray me with dust, It may, some may not even be be the devil or the spirits may not even making some do it. But listen, when they stand before the Father on the day of judgment, there is nothing that they will be able to say to my Father. When he read, open up the book and say, Allison, forgave you for all the wickedness that you did towards her. She forgave you, but you continue to do it. Basically, go to the lake of fire. And they will be drugged from the face of my father and cast into the lake of fire. They will have nothing to say. It, honey, Listen. I want to forgive like Jesus forgave. But the fleshly part of me say I'm going to forgive because they will not have nothing to say when they stand before the Father. Because God is going to say Allison forgave you for your wickedness towards her. Yes. That's what my flesh is saying. I forgive you because when you stand before God, God going to tell you, Allison forgave you. And you still committed your wickedness. Yep. And also, I want to be like Jesus. I am trying to be like this. Listen, I have my faults. I do not walk in a straight chalk line. But I know that I have an advocate with the Father and I can ask him to forgive me for my wicked thoughts. For the words that proceed out of my mouth. For the things that I do in this body. I can ask God to forgive me. And I do on a daily basis. Yes, this was a bonus for you tonight. I read you some words that I wrote eleven twenty-two of 2019 when I was in the heat of the battle. You can hear my emotions in what I wrote. And you can hear what God had to say back to me. I'm gonna read it one last time. 11, 22 2019 Yesterday I asked the Lord why I have to quiet that why I have to be quiet while going through all I am facing. And he told me because he said so, which stopped me from questioning. However, today I asked basically the same question. I had a bad night. I'm tired of being doused with chemicals, especially since when I burp, the chemicals taste returns from inside of me. The devil is trying to kill me, literally. Or literally, however you want to pronounce it. The Lord rendered the same answer. Because I said so. And there is nothing I can do with that. Listen, thank you for listening to Sister Allie Cat's Tea, where we talk about all things church related. We are in the midst of a series called the inside source i am telling my testimony my god from zion when i go back and read some of these things a lot of it i forgot my own self and it's just bringing back memories and i myself can see how far I have come. My God from Zion, God said he was going to work a work in me. And let me tell you, he has because the mindset that I have today, I did not have that mind, same mindset back then. But I am thanking Jesus Christ that he has worked the work on the inside of me. He has placed his love inside of me. He has placed his word inside of me. He has taught me how to be like him. And listen, as I said before, I am not perfect. Never said I was perfect. And my God from Zion, I will never be perfect until I bust the clouds to go to heaven to be with Jesus Christ. Then I will take off this mortal body, off this fleshly body, and I will put on a spiritual body. Yes, indeed. Yes, glory be to the Lamb of God, and I will live forevermore in the kingdom of God. Thank you for listening to Sister Alley Cat's T. Please like, comment, follow, and share. Follow this ministry on all social media platforms. Search for Light and Darkness, L-I-T, because we are lit over here. Search for Allison C. Holt, and you will find things uh, concerning this ministry out there in the um, internet world. Guys, I love you. I thank you being patient with me as I tell my testimony. Listen, this series is going to be long. I can tell you right now. There is so much to tell. So much detail. And just reading what I wrote back then it just gives me the unction to continue to tell you uh, what I went through and how God intervened. How God was always there. Listen, the Bible tells us that He will never leave us and He will never forsake us. And listen, I am a witness to that. In the midst of my calamity, in the midst of my affliction, in the midst of my trial, in the midst of my tribulation. Listen, God was always there with me from day one. And I can tell you testimony after testimony story after story even little excerpts like this where God is telling me be quiet and it's because I said so and he left it at that Yes, that's what God told me. He said, why are you going through? Listen, let me tell you real quick now. Let me sister to sister, brother to brother, you know, friend to friend. uh, Listen, I'm a talker. When you get me started, listen, I will go. But honey, I can tell you, God said because I said so here. But listen, I I, I don't believe that I made it uh, with the quietness. I don't believe I made it because, and I say that because the warfare was so intense that I I I just couldn't keep my mouth shut. Always telling the devil about himself, my goblin Zion. And back then I was telling man about himself, not understanding the spiritual implications of what was going on. I was telling man uh, does what Allison said. Not what God said but what Allison said because the, the warfare was so intense I would get into my fleshly man and the flesh would lead me instead of the spirit. And we're going to talk about some of that. I'm telling you this series is going to go on. Now I may talk about other things in the midst of the series but I am always going to come back to the series at some point in time because listen 2023 is all about spiritual warfare and we need to talk about some other things about spiritual warfare but listen I will come back with my testimony so be prepared and 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 subscribe you know to the channel to the podcast Subscribe to Sister Alley Cat's Tea or follow, I should say, Sister Alley Cat's Tea. And you will get all the nuggets. You will get all the goodness. You will see how God performed in the midst of my calamity. Again, I love you guys. And thank you for listening to Sister Alley Cat's Tea. And I will talk to you soon. Goodbye.